hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. So over the past few weeks, we've been doing this series calling the mind of Christ. What is it that, that we can do to, in order to establish the mind of Christ in ourselves? And, and, and the key of this, of this series is to remind us that there are five underlying conditions that, that we practice, that we hold on to, that help us to see and helps us to grow in the mind of Christ. We, we talked about the necessity of, of having joy in our lives, love. Uh, last week we talked about peace, and today we're talking about faith. And, and next Sunday as we close this series and as we prepare for Lent, we'll talk about, about hope. But, but, but faith is, is something that is so important to us as followers of, of, of Jesus Christ. Faith is, is something that, that we hold on to. And, and as I was thinking about this sermon, a certain movie came to mind. This movie came out on, on May the 24th, 1989. So that's, can't believe that was the uh, summer between my junior and senior year of high school. But as I uh, remember going to this movie, <coughs> it, 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 was, it was such a pivotal movie in, in our lives because it was the third movie of, a, of what was then at that time a trilogy. It was one that was, came out back like in, when I was in fifth grade or sixth grade called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then there was another one that was called The, the Temple of Doom. And then this movie, Indiana Jones and uh, the, the, the quest for the Holy Grail, or the last crusade. Uh, quest for the Holy Grail, that's not a Monty Python movie, but uh, <laughs> the last crusade. And, and, and during this movie, th- there was a very pivotal moment during this movie. It was when Indiana Jones was getting close to where the Grail was located, and, and his dad just got shot and was, was close to dying, and, and Indiana Jones goes off into this dark cave. And, and as he goes into this dark cave, he, he has three different challenges that, that he has to face as he moves towards finally picking the grail. The first one was he had to deal with the breath of God. And, and in his little notebook, he had a little thing that, that, that said, only the penitent will pass. And, and of course, as the, the wind blew, he realized he needed to duck or else he would have been decapitated or, and cut in half. So he, he was able to, to, to get past that certain task. The next one was all about the word of God. And only in the footsteps of God would you proceed. And he saw these letters, and he had to spell out the word Jehovah in Latin and not in English. And so he, he went ahead and navigated that. And then we get to this third task, this third and final task before he is able to, to make his way into where the Holy Grail is, is held. And that was for the path of God. And if you're familiar with the movie, you remember he, he walks out and he sees this, this cavern that is in front of him and, and there is nothing 
for him to get from one side to the other. And he realizes that he has to take a leap. He has to take his foot, and I'm not going to do it, I promise, because I know there's nothing here for me to do that on. But, but he put one foot out, and he landed on this plank that led from one place to another. And I always thought it was funny how he took dirt and everything, and he threw it on there so he made sure he wouldn't have to do that again. But, but he was able to take this leap of faith. And I remember at that time, that was a very significant moment in my own faith journey. Because I was thinking about the leap of faith that Indiana Jones had to make. And, and it was so important that when I did youth ministry, and it was a time where, where these clips became more readily available online, I would show our kids in the youth group program how you must take a leap of faith to, to follow God. You, you must take a, a, a leap forward, even if you don't know what's in front of you, to allow God to guide you and lead you. As I've grown and as I have matured in the faith, I think I've started to understand that maybe faith isn't about a leap. Maybe faith is just living into a reality that God has invited us to live in. And not only just living in that reality, but, but living in that reality with boldness. When, when you all came into the sanctuary today, you came living in faith. And, and I'm not talking about just coming in here to worship God, but I'm talking about where you are sitting right now you had faith. Did, did any of you, when you sat down in your pew, ever go, I really hope this seat holds me? Or did you just sit down knowing that, that you were going to be taken care of? Now, with the old pews that we had, that might have been an option or <laughs> may have been something that you had to do. But with these new pews, we know, man, these are comfortable. They're, they're cushioned and everything. You lived out in faith knowing that these seats would hold you a and that you didn't have to worry about sitting down and, and possibly falling down. See, see, that is the type of faith that we are called to live into. Having that assurance that, that whatever may go our way or whatever may happen to us, we know that God will guide us and lead us every step of the way. Our scripture today talks about that from the from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 and 18. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to follow along, or we'll have the words printed on the screen for you to follow as well. James writes these important words. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does, not, does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, 
and I will show you my faith by my deeds. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I think sometimes when we think about faith, we, we, we think about faith as this kind of thing that just lives around us and, and, and we either catch it or we don't. We, we may not have faith in certain things, but, but what James tells us is that faith and works, they, they go hand in hand. Faith and works are, are so innerly connected with each other that, that it is extremely important and, and reminding of us that if we don't live out the faith that we have, then, then we miss something. If we say that, well, well, I believe in Jesus and I believe in God and, and, and that's all I need to do, well, th then you're not really believing or living in a relationship with God. If you don't take the opportunity to, to live into that faith, not, not, not taking a, a, a jump or a leap of faith, but saying every day I am going to live my life because of the goodness that God has given to us. When we take a look at Scripture, we see that this living in faith is something that has happened throughout all of Scriptures. If we go all the way back to Genesis, to Abraham, and we see how he made the, this trip from his hometown of Ur to the promised land. He, he didn't do that to him. Well, I think, you know, if something happens, it's okay. And if something doesn't happen, whatever. No, he had a relationship with God where he knew that every step of the way, God would be there with him. And God would be there for him. Now, we do know that there are a couple opportunities where Abraham strayed from that, where he said, I'm, I'm going to take things into my own hands. And when Abraham did that, what happened? Things got messed up. They, things got, got cattywampus, if you will. And, and, and things happened in Abraham's life that, 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 that pulled him farther away from God. But whenever he realized and he, he started to live his life again totally for God, then we know that he was able to make that trip all by himself. And, and, and he was able to make that trip and have the promise of a descendant so numerous as the stars in the sky that, that you can't even count them. And that's why we're here today. We're here because Abraham stepped in faith, knowing that God would be with him. Faith is this readiness to act, knowing that God will be there every step of the way. David, the great David, whenever he went to go take food to his brothers on the battlefield and the Israelites were, were hiding behind because they didn't want Goliath to see him, see them. And what did David do? David knew that God was with him, so he went and he picked up five smooth stones and walked out to face Goliath. Not because he didn't think that God was going to be there for him or not, but he knew that God would be with him every step of the way. Even as we look in the New Testament, the story of Ananias in Acts chapter 9, where, uh, where he gets a message that there is a guy by the name of Saul who was known for killing Christians and, and capturing them and, and sending them away when he was in Damascus. 
Ananias was told to go visit Saul and, and to help teach him and to allow him to see God's mercy through Ananias. Ananias went without hesitation because he stepped in faith, readiness to act, knowing that God would stand beside him. All of these stories in Scripture, there weren't random chances. There, there weren't something that happened if you just stepped out, but they all happened because they knew that God was there with them. And by knowing God and knowing that God would be with them every step of the way, it made the journey possible. So how do we live out in that faith? How, how do we take the opportunity not just to take a blind step somewhere, but, but to allow us to walk hand in hand, side by side with God and having him guide us and lead us? I don't know if you, you've heard me preach before. I've talked a lot about grace and how grace guides us and holds us and leads us. But, but there's an important part of grace that we must realize is that the grace of Jesus Christ accompanies us everywhere we go, but grace does not give us permission to not act. Grace does not give us permission to say, well, you know, I've got God's grace around me, so, so I just don't have to worry about anything around me. No, God's grace continues to, to draw us, to woo us, so that we move forward in the knowledge and love of the God who cares for us and loves us. That, that grace drives us so that we may know God more and more. And that means that we live interactively with God every moment of our lives. That, that, that may be a foreign concept for some of us. How, how in the world can, can we live interactively with God every moment of our lives? Well, it starts when we wake up. We, we, we give our lives to God when we get ready to take that first step out of our beds. And, and, and we, we move forward in our lives together. It, it reminds us that every single opportunity we, we live, we, we take the opportunity just to think, how, how would Jesus do this? How, how would Jesus guide me and lead me to live in my life so that I may know him more? There was a missionary in Africa by the name of Mary Giga. She, she wrote this little book that one of my uh, friends from a um, ministry that I'm a part of, she, she gave us all copies of this, and I just finished this book in January, and it's all about knowing God. And, and one of the things that, that Mary does to, to know God is that whenever she has a decision to make, she'll, she'll go and she'll spend time in silence with God. And not only will she spend time in silence, but, but she'll take a, uh, a notebook and, and a pencil with her. And she'll have the notebook and pencil open, and, and, and she'll, she's ready to write in it. Because when God gives her something to do, she then does it. She acts on it. Because she understands that this relationship that she has with God is an it, it, it's a interrelational activity. It, it is something that... It's a call and a response that when you take the opportunity to listen to God, God will tell you what to do. 
Now, I thought at one time that that was silly. I thought at one time, how is God going to tell me every single moment of my life what I'm supposed to do? But, but when I take the opportunity to listen, when I take the opportunity to hear, I know that God calls me to move forward. As a pastor, there are several meetings that, that I get, quote unquote, to attend. And there are times, I won't say which meeting that, that it is, but there are times, not, not the board meeting, John, don't worry about that. But, but, but meetings out in the community or, or around uh, in conferences or whatever that, and you may have had these moments too where you sit there, oh, I really don't want to go today. I, I, I really would much rather just stay home or, or, or go into the office and do all the stuff that I need to do on the office. But, but there's a tug. And that tug is from that, that, that relationship, interactive relationship with God. And whenever I feel that tug and I, and I go to that meeting, guess what always happens? Always happens. God, God has somebody for, there, for me there to meet. Or, or God has somebody there that I needed to be in relationship with. God showed me a way for, to use the love and grace that God has given me so that I can be in ministry to him. And, and every single moment that that happens, I give thanks to God. I, I, I thank God for talking to me, and I thank God for that relationship that we have. And I know that God desires that relationship with you. Another way that we are able to, to live and act in our faith is that we take the opportunity to open the door for others, to have the faith and relationship to, with God in order for us to build relationships with someone else. I know the past few years ha have been difficult, and I'm so thankful because I remember when we had to, to pull the plug on in-person meetings for scoutings and how hard and painful that was for the scouting ministry. And, and my heart broke because I know how important it is for, for the opportunities for scouts to gather and, and to grow and to learn. And when we started to be able to pull that back and allow them to start meeting together again, it, 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 it was small. It, 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 it was, I would say, not, almost non-existent, but, you know, I know that there were some worries about, man, I hope that we can come back from this. But I, I can't remember if uh, Michael told me this or somebody told me that, that when the scouts go to other organizations and they hear how we have thriving numbers in our scouting ministry now, they're, they're wondering what happens. They're wondering why in Royce City has our scouts continued to grow while other places have had struggling numbers and even possibly shut down. And it has to do with the relationships that you build. It has to do with the opportunity to, to share that faith that you have to allow that love and grace to, to, to grow, to, to, to be integral in what you are. You know, I had a hospital visit here recently, and it's somebody that I recently fell uh, back into relationship with when somebody who attended this church for a long time before the pandemic. And uh, through Facebook, I got a message that they were in, in the hospital and 
Since I hadn't seen them in a while, I wanted to go and be face-to-face with them again. And, and when I had the opportunity to, to sit by his bedside and we, we talked about those interests that I know that were near and dear to his heart, and after I prayed for him, he looked at me and said, Pastor Chris, I am just so thankful that you came because it, it, it warmed my heart. It, it, it gave me that faith that God is with me. And, and that I'm not alone in the midst of all of this. And that was just the opportunity that I had to start listening to what God was calling me to do, but opening the door and saying, we are in this together, growing, strengthening our relationships, and strengthening our bond with God. In faith, knowing that God has something for you when you engage with others is such an important step in our life in Christ. And finally, our faith makes a difference around you. I have been waiting to tell this story for over a month now, or almost a month now. I have a good friend from Sherman, Texas, who texted me on January 14th, 2023. Now, some of you scouts, you may remember that day because it has something to do with PAC 312. See, people talk. People let me know what's going on. That day, our PAC was up at Bonham State Park. That ring a bell to anybody? And as they were at Bottom State Park, they were camping out and, and walking the trails. And a very good friend of mine who was also walking in that trails as the scouts were going this way and he was going this way, he had nothing but amazing things to say about Pac-312. And one of the things that he told me as I was asking more about that opportunity, he said we were hiking in opposite directions. And as they were passing the scouts, they realized that the trails became trash-free. And as they, pack, as they passed the PAC's uh, campsite, it was one of the most uh, clean campsites that they have ever seen from a scouting troop. See, my friend Alan was a big scout dad, and so he knew all about scouting ministry, but he said, you know, the faith that those scouts were showing was something that was evident, that, that, that helped people to see what it meant to not only be a scout, but because scouts are reverent, it also meant exactly what their faith in God meant to them. So much that, that they wanted that, that faith in God to, to be evident for all who saw them. See, our faith makes a difference around us. It may be clean trails as we're, we're hiking here or there, or it may be just relationships and, and activities that you do within our city and community. If our faith does not lead to action, is it really faith? If our faith doesn't cause us to move from 
how we live our lives to where others may see God's love and grace in our lives, then does it really show people who the God that we worship really is? If you take a look in your bulletin, we have our spiritual practice for week five, which is all about faith. And, and I, I love this definition of faith. Faith is readiness to ask. And, and so some of the practices for you to, 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 to chew on this next week, just take the time to ask God. Be, be like Mary Geeg and, and, and say, God, I want you to show me what it is that I'm supposed to do today. How can I actively live my life in faith? so others may see you in my life. And then finally, the, the serenity prayer, which is a prayer that is used in Alcoholics Anonymous. I think that's a great prayer for you to live and to pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. When we take the opportunity to, to live in our faith, where others may see the love and grace of Jesus in us, then we can fully share God's grace with others. Let us pray. Oh God, as we live out our faith, as we, as we take the opportunity to share what you have done in our lives, and shared that with others. Help us to build that, that interactive relationship with you. So that you may guide us and lead us in all we do to, to make a difference. Because you have made a difference in us. And God, we, we thank you for the scouts that are here. How you have continued to use this important ministry to make a difference in our church, in our community, in our world. Guide them and let them be a representative of who you are as they move through this year. And we pray all of this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.